Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wired Dirty Podcast. This is season one, episode number 15. My name is Keith. I'm here with Doug. Doug, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, 15 episodes. We are just trucking along. We're talking about all kinds of good things. And we have a really good topic today. I'll let you uh, tell everybody what we're going to talk about. We do. And so we're actually going to sidestep the nerd news for this week uh, because we have a really cool interview uh, with someone who works at Disney. Uh, and we will introduce her here in a moment, but she's going to uh, expand upon all the cool stuff behind the scenes, uh, all the amenity stuff that uh, they get to um take part in at Disney and just kind of give us a peek behind that uh, magic kingdom curtain. So we're really excited about this interview, but what we will do is there's been some pretty good news this week, especially with Google announcement, which I know you're itching to talk about your Google fold. I can see it. Yeah, yeah I know you really want to, but they had some other cool stuff. Uh, we will double up on our nerd news for the next episode is what we will do uh, just to make sure we get everything covered between this week and next week as well. So Doug, Anything else I'm missing before we bring in our guest? No, I'll just kind of play up our guest. Um, really excited to learn kind of the ins and outs of Disney World and behind the scenes facts and cool stuff to see and do and all that. So it's yep. going to be a good show today. It's going to be fun. So let's get on into it. Well, everyone, we have a treat for you for the 15th episode. Today, we're going to talk to Leah. Now, full disclosure... Leah is my daughter, one of the coolest people I know, obviously. She's my kid, so I'm going to think that. Uh, but Leah is doing something that's really special that we wanted to showcase that fits right in line with our Wired Nerdy topics, and that Leah is currently a cast member at Disney World in Orlando, Florida, as a part of their postgraduate internship program that they have. It's very tough to get into. We'll talk about that. Uh, now, right out the gate, I want to be very, very clear. Leah is going to talk about some topics that oftentimes may not be talked about. I'm sure you could find it on the internet. She does not speak for corporate Disney. We do not want the House of Mouse coming after Leah by any means at all. And so uh, she does not speak for the Disney Corporation. This is her views. Uh, in her perspective, her opinions only. And uh, it's awesome that she's going to be able to share some of her insights of what she does there at uh, Disney. And we thought it would just be kind of a nice, nice peek behind the curtain, so to speak. Now, if you have kids listening, earshot, that sort of thing, we're going to talk about some things that may take away the magic of the Magic Kingdom and the happiest place on Earth, because we're going to be talking about cast members and the work that they do and characters and all that kind of stuff. So just a warning uh, about that. So let's get underway. Leah, it's good to see you. How are you? <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm doing good. How about it's you weird guys? to talk to you like this. I know, so. it's not. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show, though, because it's we're excited. I know Doug and I uh, were talking about it, and it's really cool. We're twinsy. See, we all three have yeah. our, our merch on. So go to our store, <laughs> yeah. check it out. Leah's the first one to actually buy the hoodie, and it looks like it's like pretty good quality there. So. I love it. Nice. I've been I, yeah. living in it. <laughs> I, I when they had the the colors, uh, I told Doug, I was like, you know, I got to make sure I have pink in there because I know Lee is going to want uh, a pink. I saw the pink and I was like, Definitely. well, guess I'm got to buy it. <laughs> I knew I knew right away that that was that was going to be <laughs> your 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 jam. So let's go ahead and get into it. So Lee, let's just kind of set the stage. First of all, tell us about the Disney program and how did you get into it? I I know it's kind of tough to get into. What is it? What's the purpose of it? And how did you come come to be in this program? Yeah, so it's called the Disney College Program. Um, it is a, um, a, like you said, sort of an internship program that you can do. Um, you have to have been enrolled in a university for at least one semester, and then you can do it from any time from then until up to 24 months after you graduate college. Um, and um, the application process is a little different was a little different for me than it was for other people because at the time I applied, they were still in there coming back from COVID like COVID, yeah. sort of application yeah. style. So um, for me, I did not have like, typically you submit an application, um, you do sort of like an online quiz type thing almost or interview almost and it's just you're answering a bunch of personality questions sort of. And then um, from there they say if, you're continuing to be reviewed or not, or if you're immediately like, nope, sorry. 
Um, and then other people typically after that point have a phone interview. I was still at the point where they were not doing phone interviews, um, but not having a phone interview meant that I also did not get to um, so like state a preference for where I wanted to work within Disney World. Um, they have recently reinstated the phone interview and then you can, you know, rank certain positions that you may like over others. It's not guaranteed you'll get it. Sure. Um, but then after that, they sort of, you, you can submit a resume, you don't have to. And then they just sort of review um, all of the that information and decide if you get in or not. And um, once you're accepted, um, you're eventually assigned a role. You don't find out right away. I think I found out like two weeks before I left for the program. So it was pretty short notice. Yeah. Um, and mine was also a random assignment because I didn't get to. And it could be anything. Preference. It, it, could it could be, be anything, anything within the parks. the parks. So the only thing that like I specifically was not eligible to to work in in the park is um, at Epcot within the countries we have um, cultural representatives from those oh. countries yeah. working Authent- there to keep it authentic. I assume. Yeah. Yes. So I obviously am not working at any of those stores that like have a cultural sure. representative, which. We are actually just recently fully back with all of our cultural representatives after COVID, which is a really That's fun cool. thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the only thing coming in I couldn't do. I mean, there's a couple other things obviously coming. Like I'm not like a technician or anything sure. for like the fire, like a pyro technician for the fireworks. <laughs> I couldn't come in just randomly. They're not just putting college you're, students on. You're that. not setting a <laughs> Maleficent dragon on fire for Mickey. Are I you? am not. Um, no, no. There's trained professionals actually doing those types of things. But um, anything from quick service, character attendance, um, attractions like running the rides. Rides. Um, okay. Yeah, you name it, things like that is you're eligible to do. Any of those um, things you could be. And you're you're living there. How long's the program? Is it how long it, it are depends. the stints for? Yeah, it depends on when you arrive um and then like how long essentially you want to do it. My program specifically is 6 months. That's typically the average. Some people only do 4 months, but it can range anywhere from 4 to 6 to start and then um you can extend, which essentially means you do a second program back to back. So I know people that have been here for almost a year because oh, wow. they extended their program and um like one of my roommates has been here um since last August oh, wow. and will be here till this August. Okay. Gotcha. And so you're you're postgraduate. You've graduated. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you find the ratio of are people mainly still in school, or are that or is it a good mixed bag of some that are done with school, some are in? What what's the ratio that you've seen? For the most part, I would say it's a great mixed bag. However, a lot of people I've met, they're either freshly in college. I have met a lot of this is they've only had one semester of college, like a lot of freshmen. Um, and then in their second semester, they said, yep, I'm going to go do this because they didn't really know like what they want to do co- like major wise. Um, and then eventually they'll go home and you know yeah. finish their degree and decide. Okay. But then I've also met quite a few postgrads as well. So those are probably the two biggest areas mm-hmm. I've seen because it's probably whenever it's easiest for a lot of people gotcha. to okay. participate and take the time to participate. Very cool. Very cool. Doug, I'm, I've been hogging her. Your turn, buddy. You take it away, yeah. man. Uh, you're asking all the questions <laughs> I want to ask. Um, you get uh, college credit. This is something building towards your degree that you want to end up with? It can. Um, it depends on your university. So if I was still enrolled in my university, I could have um, utilized this as being my internship for my major, and I would have gotten college credit that way. Oh, cool. um, but some universities may not accept it as an internship. Sure. It just really depends. You have to. Since you're done with school, though, for you. Yeah, for me, I'm not currently getting any college credit. (laughs) So with every job, you know, you have uh, good days, bad days, some challenging or not. What do you think is the most challenging aspect of your job? And what do you do to kind of overcome that? Yeah, I would say that probably, I mean, no matter who you ask, like at Disney, like, every job is is very different in certain ways like whether so mine to specify i am in quick service um for festivals at epcot so um quick service is going to be very different than like attractions um i'm dealing with lots of food and drinks and things like that each day rather than like operating a ride so it's going to be very different for everyone you ask um for me 
personally and for my job, I would say that just the aspect of obviously Disney has a level of expectancy that a lot of guests, you know, want met whenever they're um, attending the parks or anything like that. And as a cast member, there's very high expectations, not only from guests, but also our superiors and bosses and things like that. Rightfully so, because Disney is known for its high level of hospitality. It, it the provides. experience. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. For me, I feel like any time that, so um, in, in guest areas, we call them on stage. Anytime I'm on stage, I feel like I have to be on. I have to, yeah. you know, be happy. I have to be in a good yeah. mood. And <laughs> Some he can't be like a he can't be a crabby Six Flags worker. Uh-oh. No, <laughs> I <laughs> and, and and even, you know, um another saying we have is our guests aren't difficult, they're unhappy. And so even guests that are unhappy and um you know m- maybe a little bit more demanding than others, like sure. you still have to be pleasant to deal with yourself. And obviously we're human too and like our 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 higher ups know that and everything um and so we're allowed to take breaks and and things like that if we need them um but i i just think the biggest part for me is i just i'm also more of an introvert so that makes it a little harder to just always be on and like ready to talk to people and socialize um but at the same time it also can be really rewarding because some of the interactions you have are really really cool with people yeah, it uh, definitely sounds uh, very customer-friendly oriented. Um, to go back a little bit, now you said you're in quick service. Can you explain to us kind of what quick service is? Yeah, so quick service is a little different depending on what park you're in and like what spot you work. My quick service is actually probably the easiest version of quick service to work um, because essentially people come up to the booth I'm working at, they order, um, we give them the receipt, we send them to the next person at our booth, they look at the receipt, and we hand them their food item, and they go on their way. They're not oh. sitting down at tables um, or anything like that with us. So I'm not bussing tables. I'm not, like, serving people or anything like that. Um, it, it's just what the name says. It's, like, quick service. It's just, like, a, a lot nicer version of, like, fast food, essentially. <laughs> So that leads me into my next question. What are some of the best food options available at the park? Oh, that's a good question. That's a great one. Um, I'm going to say a really it, hard question. I don't it, know. it is. It is. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say, obviously, Epcot has the best food items hand down of the four parks. Um, oh. I'm going to honestly, it's a hot take, but Magic Kingdom probably has the worst food options. And even Uh-oh. though that's the most popular park, like it's just they're not as good. But Epcot's mm-hmm. level of food is just, I don't know, it's a lot higher than all of the yeah. other parks. And I'm a little biased because I work but you've in been to all, But you've been to all the parks. So you sample the food. Yeah, but so. even in Epcot, I mm-hmm. personally think the festival's food, now it does depend on what festival is sure. currently happening. I think some of the festival festival food is some of the best food I have ever had in my life. Um, And so I, like I said, a little biased, but it's all very good. And I think, like I said, just Epcot in general has great. However, if you're looking for like good dining experiences though, the Be Our Guest restaurant that is in, I believe, Magic Kingdom, it's amazing. It's kind of pricey, but it's worth it. Even if you just go for like dessert, it's really good. Um, Oga's Cantina is also really good. It's in Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. That's a good dining experience. And then the last one is, what is it called? I think it's called uh, Space like 220 is what I think it is. Mm-hmm. And that's in Epcot. And essentially, they take you, um, it's kind of underground. They take you up I saw video. Like, in an elevator type thing. And they act like you're going up into space and you dine in space. And so those are probably some of the cooler, like, sit-down places. That experiences. Like just, They're not just yeah. food. There's, yes. like, almost But, like, almost food like experiences, those are probably some of the ones I've heard the best things about. Very cool. And so, I mean, whenever we talk about, like, you know, your role, obviously, is quick service. Um there's a lot of rules and specifically I wanted to dig into the, and I know there's probably things you can and can't share, but 
uh, when it comes to cast members, do you know any that dress up? What is it like for them? And then what let that segue into what are the rules for cast members in general? Because you mentioned that they want to maintain this magical experience. What are some of the things that you have to be mindful of as a cast member? And then also, what is it like for those people dressing up? Does that does it tar- terrible, yeah. especially in the Florida heat? Like what, what, what what's the background on that? So I will say, I personally, I'm, I don't know tons of people that play characters. Um, also most of the time, the language they're going to use, no one's going to say, Oh, I play this character at Disney world. The terminology is I am friends with this person. So I have met people that are friends with Kylo Ren and galaxy's Mm -hmm. edge. Um, uh, who else? Tigger is one that I met. And then, um, another one is, I actually see Snow White backstage a lot at Epcot. Um, just, cool. so, Is like, that weird? So, it's it's of, like, oh, it's Cinderella. Yeah. Hey, you're kind of uh, late. Because like sometimes they'll be in like half their costume walking around or something, or you'll just see like Belle smoking a cigarette in the back. Like it's just, it's, so, it's, a, it's a little odd. Like I said, not to ruin any magic, but yeah. it's, the backstage area is a bit different. Um, oh, wow. But That's... definitely for the the people that are friends with characters that, um, like Tigger, that are in the big yeah. costumes, um, it gets really warm. Every That's costume true. is also very different, and it, it kind of gets odd. But even those that are, like, princess um, and yeah. everything, it can get – they've got a lot of, you know, pieces on and everything. It can get hot in the Florida um, yeah, yeah. sun, especially because Florida in general is just super hot. But that's why strict- they purposely – they have strict rules, right? Like they about they can't. We have we yeah. Can't smoke out on the yeah. They could be outside smoking. Oh gosh, no, no, no. Um, and so, but they they also they have rules that are for our safety. That um, sure, sure. Those yeah. characters aren't allowed to be if, if it's a certain degree level. Um, they're not allowed to be out for a certain amount of time, and or they okay. come out, you know, like in That's certain good. increments, everything. Um, and they purposely they have character attendants with them that are there to help regulate yeah, yeah. their safety and things like that. That's um, good. And my roommate's actually a character attendant, so she has a lot of fun stories. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, so there, there's, and then rules wise, they frame it more as we have a lot of guidelines we follow. Sure. The main things are we have um, Disney's five keys or what they're called and it's safety inclusion courtesy show and efficiency and those are what we base everything we do working wise around so they have a saying that's safe d as in the disney d begins with me and so it's sort of the idea that everything you do leads with safety because we don't want anyone getting hurt and everyone we want our guests to be relaxed they're on vacation they've spent a lot of money to be here we want everyone to be safe. Yeah, and then, awesome. you know, the it, it, so those are all sort of the framework for everything we do. Um, now there are rules. I, I can't be on my phone anytime that I'm on stage, like in guest areas. Um, so you go backstage and all you see is cast members on their phone because I can't be on them at any other time. Um, if I want to, you know, go to the park as a guest myself, I can't enter through the cast area that way. Like, you know, there's certain areas for smoking versus not. Um, you have to be, make sure that you're in the Disney look for your costume anytime you go on stage, um, which essentially means for me, I'm in quick service. I can't have anything on my wrists. I can't wear any rings. Sure. Um, my hair has to be back like it is now. I got off work earlier. but um, <laughs> And so there, there's little things like that that we have to make sure to we maintain the magic in line with. Mm-hmm. yeah and so like my water bottle it has to be on my belt i can't just be like carrying it around like flinging around everywhere mm-hmm. you like it's just little sure. things like that you anytime you're on stage you have to have your name tag on like because you okay. have to be ready at all times to help guests. sure always on little things so. like that. yeah so it sounds like a lot of moving parts to get everything working for a normal day um so saying that, is there like some tunnels or alloys or how do you get quickly from one area to another? Because there's a lot of people there. special events going on. Yeah. Yeah. How do you navigate quickly with all those people? Like what's, what's that like? That's a good yeah, question. So um, there are tunnels in Magic Kingdom. So Magic Kingdom 
does have tunnels. Um, I, however, have never been in them because I don't ever work in Magic Kingdom. Sure. That is the only park, though, that'll have tunnels. Um, every yeah. other park just has backstage areas. Um, I know Epcot the best because that is where I work. I have also worked at um, the ESPN Worldwide Sports um, spot, and then I've worked at Typhoon Lagoon, the water park. So those are the areas that I, I know the backstage areas the best. Um for the bigger ones like Epcot, essentially we have just walking paths that are on not the outside of yeah, they're they're not public. Um it's it mainly goes around the world showcase section, um, because that's where we have the most of our staff working. Um we do have areas to the other sections of the park, but th- th- we don't have nearly as many staff working there. Um, we have buses that can bus us around that path. You can walk it. If you're going to a certain spot, we don't recommend walking it because it is a very long walk unless you just show up really early for your shift. Um, but we, we have buses backstage that you can take to, to get to um, a spot. But, I mean, the parks are so big themselves that if you, you think about it, essentially if you look at the map of the park, just extend it, and that's all of the staff areas. It's just surrounding it, and it's you just can't see it. Sure. So what are some of the most, um, outside of, like, obviously you have a purview of all of the the background stuff, but you're always dealing with the public, but we see all the time, like, there are so many people that go to Disney World, including, like, famous people. Is there any, so two-part question, is there anyone famous that you can recall or heard of while you were there? And then two, What's the most memorable guest interactions that you've had that have stuck with you personally? Yeah, so I personally, there's only been like famous people. There's been a couple like TikTok famous people that I've served stuff to. And then I think there was one actor from Cobra Kai, the show on Netflix, that I served a beer to, which I did not know (laughs) he was in the show whenever I gave him his beer. But then someone came up to me afterwards and told me about it. Um, (laughs) But... (laughs) Um, other people talk to, I, I know a few people that like work in attractions, they see a lot of um, VIPs a lot of gotcha. time because most of the time, the famous people, they go through the backstage areas themselves and they have um, a VIP makes tour sense. guide that oh, is guiding sense. them through the park and everything. You don't um, want them getting mobbed. <laughs> no, exactly. And so I've heard uh, Jonas Brothers, I heard one time they were just walking around, which was odd. Um, I hear Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris apparently is here all the time and has a specific room he stays in at one of the resorts um every single time um i I mean uh james mcavoy was here recently oh wow uh yeah like it's there's pretty big names and then i mean you've got the people that are in disney owned company like marvel like actors and things like that will come they'll come on vacation you know like i think um like Chris Evans was here one, uh, mm. once. You know, like there's just things like that. That's awesome. So um, sadly, I personally have not interacted with any of those people. But yeah, you um, haven't given Chris Evans a beer. <laughs> oh gosh, no! But I wish I. Here you I, go, I don't Kat. think I could. I don't think I could. I would, yeah, I would spill the beer everywhere. It wouldn't be good. Um, It'd be memorable yeah. though. That is true. That is true. But the the interactions I remember the most are probably. Um, I don't know. I'm in Epcot. I I do see a lot of kids because sure. while people think Epcot, they don't think it's as kid friendly as the other parks, depending on who you ask, it may not be. It does have a lot of fun things for kids, um, but I don't see nearly as many kids as like those working in Magic Kingdom do. Um, so a lot of the time, the most fun interactions I have are with kids. Um, like cool. the other night, I had a little girl run up to me and hand me this card that said, you are beautiful on it while I was doing register. Oh. And she just booked it. Like she ran away like after. <laughs> and it was just really sweet. sweet. And so like kids trying to do sweet little things. There's a little That's boy cool. that was ranking his favorite parks for me in detail, explaining why each one <laughs> like was good or something. So like those little actions are, are really fun. And then, um, just whenever a guest like wants to talk and like, which granted, I don't always want to make conversations. So I completely understand whenever guests don't want to, but I, I have guests that are like, I'll pour a beer and they'll be like, Oh, that's a good pour. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> so, so those are always really nice. I, I always really appreciate that. That's awesome. That's very cool. Doug, you're up. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
the best time to visit. Uh, you know, uh, Florida can be really, really hot. I've heard, you know, I've only been on the beach and it's supposed to be hot on the beach, but visiting the park, you know, lots of concrete. Uh, so kind of a multi-part question. What's the best time to visit? And do you have shade and places for people to go take a break, I guess? Yeah. Um, so Disney World in general is very aware that Florida is the way it is with its weather. I would definitely say it depends. If you're looking for the best time to visit, it depends on what you define the best time to be. However, the I would say currently is one of the best times, actually. Between spring break season and summer break season, it is whenever we typically have a lot lower um, attendance levels in the oh. park. And so it's going to be a lot less busy. I've had days recently that have been really, really slow um guest wise. Those are the days I need to go. No <laughs> yeah, and so it, it, exactly. Now... I will say you're going to wait for certain things because it's just, that's part of it. But a lot of the wait times are a lot less. Um, and then also we're not at, you know, the season, we're not quite into our rainy season yet to where it like downpours at 3 PM every day. So you're not like guaranteed rain. And then also it's not nearly as hot yet. Um, it is fairly warm still, um, yeah. but it's not as bad. However, I also I have heard that another wonderful time to come is during the holidays, A, because of the way Disney decorates is just absolutely gorgeous, and B, the weather is amazing, I've heard, especially people that come from areas that have, like, bad winters or something like that. Mm -hmm. They say it's gorgeous here um, around the holidays time. Oh, cool. So one of those two. Oh, very nice. (laughs) So Florida's got that weather we know, but what about its wildlife? You always hear about alligators and the snakes and all the crazy things down there Uh, have you had any interactions with them or anything in the park thankfully no alligators that was honestly one of my biggest fears um coming here (laughs) i was very worried that i was just immediately going to see an alligator as soon as i crossed into the florida state florida state line but i have not uh, seen any alligators um the the closest thing like wildlife wise is that in epcot specifically well not in epcot specifically but florida in general there's lizards everywhere so i'm oh, just man. and i'm outside most days so i just see lizards sort All of the they're, t- they're tiny little guys like yeah. they're oh, they go. just scurry around we also have a lot of birds at epcot mm-hmm. lots of ducks a few cranes um so those it just are the adds main to the things, ambience, right? It yeah. does. It really because we just let them do their thing, and we we yeah. ask the guests not to feed them or touch them. I did have a lady uh, try to pick up a duck the other day, and I was like, "Miss, please don't pick up the duck." But um, <laughs> and so um, where you're going to see the most wildlife though is Animal Kingdom because it is sure. a theme park, sure. but it essentially yeah. has a zoo within it. Um, yeah. But yeah, That's so the, the most I see are, are birds and lizards really cool yeah so let's get into some of the the nerdy stuff now uh let's talk about rides okay uh first question is what are some of your favorite rides because i know you sampled quite a few uh and then also i know there's a lot of amenities do you get to do rides before other people like i I don't like there been any new rides that have um launched since you've been there and then did you guys get a preview like do the cast members get any amenities like that so let's just talk about rides for a moment what are your what's your thoughts on rides what's the best ones that you've sampled yeah this is a difficult question because i i would i probably have multiple answers as to what my favorite ride is (laughs) my go-to is expedition everest it's an animal kingdom Mm -hmm. ever now granted dad you know this because we went whenever I was younger. I rode it for the first time at Disney World, and ever since then, I have deemed it as my absolute favorite ride. Um, So I just always stick with that for my favorite one. It goes super fast. It goes backwards. It You know, it's it's a lot of fun, and the theming is super cool. Um, And so that's probably my favorite, like, thrill ride, I will say. The Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Epcot. Um, it's called Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. It is as everyone raves about it. It's our newest ride. Um, I was gonna say it's new, right? Besides, I hadn't heard of it. yes. Besides, um, it's our second newest ride, I guess, in all of the parks. It's our newest one in Epcot. Um, it's amazing. You have to do a virtual queue to get onto it. You can't just walk up and be like, "Hey, I want to ride this ride." You you have to like sign up on the My Disney Experience app um, before. But that one is worth the hype. 
everyone loves it. It's worth it. Um, the newest ride, though, at any of the parks is Tron Light Cycle. And that's it. It was Magic in Japan Kingdom. for a long time, and then they brought it over, right? Yes. They finally mm-hmm. decided to utilize the fact that they had made a Tron movie, what, like almost 10 years ago now? The music uh, is And make a ride. Daft Punk? Daft Punk? Oh, my gosh. I, and I they're swear not they're together not. anymore. <laughs> I know. They're going to be doing another Tron movie, I've, I've right. read. Right, and it's not going to be worth it if Daft Punk isn't uh, doing they the They got back. They got to bring him out of retirement. We got to fix this. Uh, so on that ride, when you wrote it, is it is it that music and everything? Like, is yes. it all the same so synth? What was really oh, cool awesome. is that actually just opened to the public, I believe, at the beginning of April. Um, mm. I don't know the exact date. However, cast members did get a preview. So... Um, we got I'll make sure I try to, to find footage of it and put it yeah out there. Yeah, I may I may have some videos I can okay. you know give you to put up. Um and so it's essentially we got to sign up for a time slot and we got to write it and within our time slot we could write it for as many times as we could get through the line. So, so cool. however your That's time awesome. slot's only like 30 minutes. So yeah. I um got to write it twice in my mm-hmm. time slot. And now however it is open to the public, it also has a virtual queue, so that is how you sign up for it. Um it is I, I like guardians a little bit more but sure. it was super cool you're literally la- riding a light cycle is what it's it like so cool. it's like and it goes incredibly fast um and it's mm. partially indoors and partially outdoors which is really really cool oh, that's cool um but the weight is super cool because it's all tron themed and so you're listening to you know the music from the movie the whole time they've got these screens up analyzing each you know um writer and like the cycles and all of that it's like waiting in line is is an experience and a lot of these right almost all of the rides have really cool theming whenever it comes to the weight and everything and i'm now i'm a huge nerd for like Lots of things, but also like Halloween specifically. So like Tower of Terror and the Haunted Mansion are also two of my favorites just because of the theming of them. Mm -hmm. It's so well carried through throughout the ride and just the queue line, like the weight and everything is, is really cool. And so it's fun to just look at everything. One that has one of the best, I think, um, weights that's the most entertaining is, um, another, it's a little bit newer. It's not nearly as new as the other two like tron and guardians but it's avatar um the whole pandora section of avatar came out at once so there's two rides in there and that all happened at once avatar flight of passage though is where you ride a banshee essentially cool it's amazing (laughs) um that ride though they literally have a giant avatar in a tank as you're waiting and stuff like it's whoa yeah like you 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 walk up to it like now it's further into the line like it's whenever you're getting close to being able to ride the ride but like you walk up this thing is huge and it's in this like floating in this tank and stuff it's super cool so they they (laughs) spend a lot of time making the weight um entertaining as much as they can be for people which is really really that's awesome that's that is so cool yeah (laughs) it's awesome it's there's there's lots of cool rides i could go on forever about them that's cool so you're talking about virtual queues that uh, piqued my interest. Is that a set time or is that kind of just a general idea of when you're going to be able to get on? Yeah. So what it does um, is now there's there's two chances you have for the Guardians one. It opens at 7 a.m. and then I think there's one at 2 p.m. or 1 p.m., one of the two. And essentially you log onto the app and you make sure you have all the people you want to be able to be in your group to ride and um, like you have to be connected on the app and then you hit virtual queues and at the time that the queue opens you hit join queue and essentially it gives you a spot in there and then it will assign you a time i believe um and then you show up to that ride at that time they scan your if you have a magic band they scan your magic band which is essentially like connects to your perk pass and everything Mm -hmm. like that if you're staying in a resort it connects to your resort hotel room lots of things like that if you don't have that i don't use that i have my um park pass on my phone and then i just scan it that way um and i will say if you show up at a different time then like if you're a little late to your assigned time for the queue 
most of the time they uh, they will not say anything i think um i rode guardians a few days ago and i believe i was like two hours late to our sign time and they let us on no problem so i mean and and people think that like if they it's the same with lightning lane if you show up a little bit late for it like they're not gonna they're just they're not gonna be on no hey this guy's out of line (laughs) yeah it's like it Honestly, people don't care that much. They'll just let you on most of the time. Now, I mean, you may get a stickler of a cast member, but I, I've never yeah. seen anyone like been refused away because they were a little bit late, you know, kind of thing. Oh, cool. So I'm learning a lot today. You said magic bands. Now, I've seen these on YouTube and TikTok, like that they do cool things at different areas, unlock boxes, maybe at the Super Mario. Uh, and so what do they do here? Yeah, it's a little more basic in Disney World than, like, unlocking things. Um, Most of the time, it's just tied to, if you're staying at a Disney resort, you can um, connect it to, it'll be, like, your hotel room key. So, it'll open your doors. Um, It can also, it gets you into the park. You scan it, and then you also scan your thumbprint or your fingerprint to get into the park. Um, Does it also help with tracking your kids for loss prevention of kids? I. I don't know if I read that at one point. Disney was trying to help families stay safe in case a kid wanders from their... It it could potentially because um, if we have a lost child who has a magic band, we can always scan it and get the information who like the parent is who like... Because obviously the the kid isn't going to have like... Sure. you know their their own information tied to the room or anything yeah. like that and yeah. so it'll yeah. you know let us know the parent cool. typically we have you know a number on file or something sure. like that most of the time yeah. i don't think it gets to that point i think hopefully yeah. we can reunite them before we have to yeah. do something like that um but yeah you can also connect like a form of payment you know to it and so like you know like apple watches or, or things sure. like that you can do that um i have a lot of people paying with their magic band whatever okay i'm at that's cool the register and so it does a lot of basic things like that as far as my knowledge i however have not used a magic band since being here um so i personally have not experienced all the functions so, so there may be more to it you're just yes there, there may be more functions that i just don't know about those sure. are the ones i see the most often that people use it for though is getting into the park getting into their hotel room and then like connecting a form of payment to it sure oh cool i know you're oh go ahead go ahead (laughs) i'll cut that out doug (laughs) cut it out okay you go ahead and ask yours i was gonna say here let me start before we go on i'd like to say that i said mario Uh, i haven't been to disney world i haven't been to universal studios so for our audience that sends me hate mail, hey, Mario's not at Disney World. I just want to make that clear. That's happened. No, but <laughs> but Florida is probably about to get a like Nintendo World. And we oh, we saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's also in There's Japan. so much. Yes. It's, it's also in Japan. Yep. They're yep. bringing it over to Orlando. Yep. Yes. I like to yeah. tell the listeners that, yeah, I make mistakes, but I'm going to go back and grab it. <laughs> That's okay. You, okay. Maybe you'll hear less comments now. Like before. Yeah. Yeah. I've had flubs. They've called me out on it. It happens. <laughs> I talk to people, though, that, I mean, it's hard to grasp even just what Disney is. I talk to people that didn't even yeah. realize that Disney is four parks. And, it's massive. Yeah. Y- you know, and then also the amount of resorts we have is insane it is crazy disney property wise it is like its own it's hard to keep up with it there's so much property yeah do they give you kind of a rough estimate of how many people or visitors are in the park at one time um so actually i have whenever so whenever i get sometimes we get sent to other areas to work whenever like certain spots may need more workers than typical i got sent to a um the one of the our water parks to work typhoon lagoon and they started their morning by letting no like letting their staff like their quick service staff know how many people had entered the park so far that day which was really really cool, That's cool. um yeah however yeah. at epcot it's a little more difficult to <clears throat> to do it just like with the big parks and so i don't know like an average number i i mean it's a, a crazy amount, it's thousands upon thousands yeah. it's sure. that tens, I mean, tens tens of thousands yeah. um oh, man. the amount of people i see daily is just ridiculous so i i on that note i know you're a fan but i gotta ask it you were there 
for Star Wars Day? How many people were there? Was it busier? I I envisioned that since Disney bought, you know, Star Wars, it's one of their biggest IPs. People plan their vacations around it. Were there tons of people? Like, was there an influx in population? What was it like? Did you get to experience it? What was Star Wars Day like at Disney? Um, in one word, magical. But um, <laughs> no, it was... Yeah. So even before they bought you know lucasfilm and and before they had galaxy judge and everything they had star wars weekends so like disney already was sort of like tied to the idea of star wars and then it just has grown immensely since then especially with the addition of galaxy's edge because i will say I, i go anytime i go to galaxy's edge it is like walking onto a movie set like it it is amazing um now they do only have two rides within galaxy's edge um both are well they have long waits most of the time i will say both are worth the wait i like i'm i'm just i personally think they are um but on star wars day specifically may 4th you know may the 4th be with you i went later in the day to the park in hopes of I knew there was going to be a crowd no matter what, but in hopes of not like necessarily being with the first influx sort of crowd, Mm -hmm. because people spread out their whole day um, throughout it. And I had, I was working uh, days leading up to Star Wars day and I had people in Star Wars gear at Epcot, like decked out. They had planned their, their weekend Mm -hmm. trip or week trip around it we also have we have a lot of annual pass holders that come all the time that are locals Locals, um, and everything like that so we do have a lot of those kind of people that can just come whenever they want they don't necessarily have to plan a full trip around it but whenever i went to hollywood studios on um star wars day it was in the afternoon and i still had to wait to get like scan into the park and that is so rare at the time of day i went because i think i went at like five four or five p.m so and at that time of day typically there is absolutely no line if you're gonna Mm. wait in the line to get into the park it's whenever rope drops and the park's open Mm. um and so it was very rare that i had no it wasn't a long line but i still had to wait in line for it and that is very rare it was it was packed like it was busy It reminded was, me a lot. Was the more Mandalorian of how... walking around that day? Like, isn't the Mandalorian a, a normally? Few... Yes, Mandalorian actually made his debut um, a couple months ago in Galaxy's Edge here in okay. Disney World because he first made his debut, I believe, um, in Disneyland and then mm-hmm. debuted here at Disney World. Um, and characters have a set schedule that they know of that they like make appearances at at certain locations however they don't like publish that just in case for some reason they have to switch it around and they can't make it or they get super dehydrated and like you you know so um yes they were roaming around whenever i got there i think most of like mando's times were done he wasn't same with kylo but we kylo ren but we had um stormtroopers everywhere they do the the like stormtroopers are out all, the all most the frequent mm-hmm. of all of the characters. I think they also had some extra ones um, that don't typically show, like aren't typically walking around. Um, I, I believe just because of the day, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't. I know Disneyland specifically had a lot mm-hmm. more. Disney World, I know a handful. Like I, we had Ewoks, I think, or something oh, like. That's cool. You, you know, like we had little things like that. Yeah. There's a meet and greet with Chewbacca typically, but I think he did a little bit more walking around. And so like things sure. like that, they had a little extra of. Um, that's not necessarily why I was going. So I didn't, <laughs> you know, I wasn't necessarily looking for those things, but um, they did have them there that day. Mando specifically has been um, a very big deal since his debut. Um, yeah, and so they're the very, very careful with his appearances because there's been a few times that there's been a few concerns for his safety with the amount of people that were incredibly <laughs> excited to see him. Um, oh, I can imagine that. Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I, did, I could easily do the same thing, but we forget that it is not the real person and that it yeah. is 
typically a college age person just in a costume (laughs) like most of the time you're meeting like a 20 year old that just is you know making money like that's and so that's the little kids don't know that right little kids don't know that obviously not but i'm not gonna lie to you most of the time it's more adults adults care more about the characters a lot of the time (laughs) than the kids do especially star wars wise I whenever so I I I met Mandalor the Mandalorian once um whenever he made an appearance and it was way more adults that cared than children. That's funny. Like it was there was way more adults wanting photos with him and everything, which I couldn't judge. I was wanted a photo I, yeah, with no, him that's too. Cool. That's but cool. uh Do you got drunk guys yelling at Kylo Ren, why'd you kill solo? <laughs> well, actually we don't have alcohol in um Oh, any oh, that's a good of the question parks too. except for Epcot walking around. Epcot. Okay, well, so, that's good. Um, most of the time, because you could have Epcot, weird situations, I would think. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> sit-down restaurants. Um, yeah. at now, I Hollywood Studios may have one or two spots you can get alcohol, sure. but it's not nearly as easily accessible. Magic yeah. Kingdom, they don't have any alcohol except for I believe the sit-down restaurants, like be our guest and and things. So like Kylo that. Ren's safe from getting yelled at by drunk people. That's good. He is more safe than he would be in Epcot. That's for sure. I, in Epcot, who knows? We have a system where like we evaluate how drunk someone is, and it's red zoned whenever someone oh. Oh. just should not be given anymore. And the That's amount nice. of red zone people I, I see is. You know, we, we can start. We call them. We're like, "Hey, you want a complimentary bottle of water?" Um, <laughs> so. Is it that they're sick of their kids and they're just trying to forget that? <laughs> it's usually they- it's it's people that want to drink around the world at Epcot. Yeah. So, which th- it's this whole idea of you go to each country in the World Showcase and you get at least one drink in that country. Oh, okay, so it's like and a, you do a that throughout the day. Tour thing. However, yeah. what do we have? We have at least I want to say eight countries around eight. Mm-hmm. something like that some people don't pace themselves some people get multiple <laughs> drinks in um, one country and they you, you know so we just safety wise are always looking out for those that maybe they um should finish drinking around the world another day but gotcha. <laughs> right. well i didn't but mean yeah, to go no. down the i didn't mean to go down the drunk path yes one, no but yeah but most on the, of the time mando's not dealing with drunk people okay that's good well on the drunk on oh, or i no, see i'm still saying it on the drunk thing. on the <laughs> On the Star Wars thing. So I had sent you because they were limited edition. I didn't think you'd get your hands on it. And I sent you and you did the lightsaber churros. Are they good? I will <laughs> say in general, I'm a churro fan. I, yes. I appreciate the Disney churros. But they um, had them for just that day, right? But just for that day, they had the lightsaber. Chur- it was amazing. It was <laughs> better than the normal churro. Maybe just because it looked cool, but they had a, a red one and a blue one, and the little holder for the the churro looked the like the lightsaber hilt, um, yeah. and it had you know the cinnamon sugar. Just the sugar part, part was essentially like you know like there's sprinkles like that are just essentially yeah. sugar grains yeah. and stuff that are colored. That's what was on it with the cinnamon and everything. Um, I got the red one because it was a little better coated than the blue one, but each <laughs> one awesome. had like a different, um, like the, the red one had, you, you know, Darth Vader's hilt for his cool. lightsaber stuff. And then the blue one, I think it had probably Luke's or Luke's. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Luke's, um, which is technically Anakin's so, we're going to split hairs. First off Mace Windu, he didn't get his own churro. <laughs> no, but that would have been, been amazing. If they could have mixed blue and red together yes, to make purple. I know. They should have. Uh, I would have bought go, it. Wait, 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 wait. No, it, I, I'm going to top you both. A Darth Maul churro with oh, churros on go. both ends. Don't get me started. Man, that <laughs> I'm just saying. Great. I'm just saying. Mace Windu would be cool, already, but you double churro with Darth Maul. I already paid too much for the one I bought, but I would pay just, I would pay quite a bit for the Darth Maul one. Well, they only have them at one stand instead of two in the whole park. I didn't think you'd get one. When you sent me the pictures, I was shocked. Me neither. So, C-Dog, but I started. walked into the park and I saw someone with it and I was like, they're here. And I like hunted down the cart until I found it. That's why That's I awesome. went, essentially. That's awesome. So I am going to go and touch on the drunk Epcotians real quick. Okay. Uh, so in law enforcement, I'm kind of excited that you all have a security force or a police force. I know Disney World has its own fire department, and we talked about that in the previous podcast. But uh, how do you handle, if you know, like security problems and stuff like that? Yeah, so um, most of the time for emergency situations, we 
are there's different levels obviously of emergency and so we're trained for yeah. different levels of things um most of the time if it's a real emergency they they tell that we don't deal with it they tell us to call um disney world's um emergency response team is called reedy creek r-e-e-d-y creek um and essentially we have fire ambulance and um police that are all oh, cool. within that and um what we do we have a number that can go directly to them but if there is an emergency I can even call 911 and I say, hey, I'm on Disney property. Please connect me to Reedy Creek. There's an emergency. And they will immediately, because they're on Disney-owned property. They have multiple, you know, um, offices and stations sort of throughout Disney property. And they also know it like the back of their hand. Yeah, Yeah. they know it like the back of their hand. They're going to get there 10 times faster than the Orange County, um, you know, departments. And so... um, we also have a few code words for like certain types of emergency situations. Most of the time, if we have to call Reedy Creek, it's called an alpha is what we do because a lot of time the code words, um, we, we don't want to say, Hey, let's call security, you know, like, or call security in front of guests because it it can cause a panic. It can stress people out. They're still on vacation. You know, our, our priority is everyone safety as well. Um, and so most of the time we, we, we say we need to call an alpha if we need to call them just because it, keeps you know the yeah yeah, yeah it, it's um a little bit of a, a code word type thing and so um they're really cool i personally haven't had tons of interactions with them thankfully i've not been involved in many emergencies there was only one time <laughs> yeah, i have been at a location really where we had to call them and it was just because one of my co-workers accidentally popped her knee out of place oh, so no. we did oh. have an ambulance a sure. Reedy Creek ambulance come. And they say Reedy Creek on the side of all of our emergency vehicles and everything like that. And our pathways backstage are big enough. They drive right through. Sure. Like it's, oh, that's awesome. yeah. you know, really kind of cool. thing. like we've got roads sort mm-hmm. of in the back. And so they can easily get to and from where they need to. Um, and so they, they, every one I've talked to though, that has had like personal experience with them says they're awesome to work with. Um, and they also, they help us a lot because they're, you know they they know the property probably even better than like people like me that have only been working here like a few months because while i'm talking about all this stuff i am by no means an expert and there are plenty of other people that have worked here so much longer than me um but yeah so it's it's really Cool. cool that we have that sort of amenity and um like access to something that quickly and that know the property so well Cool. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'll uh, get back on track here. Um, now, I've been told that you got to experience a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of premium event. Could you tell us about that? Spoiler warning, though, because we're going to segue yes. into a little bit of talk about Guardians. If you haven't seen it yet, pause the podcast uh, because we may accidentally dive into it. This is volume three. Uh, but Leah, go Go ahead and explain to us what you you got to see before it even released to the public, right? Yeah, so it was um, a really cool opportunity um, because the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind ride is in Epcot. Um, Epcot cast members had an opportunity to sign up for a um, early preview showing of the film. And, um, there was, I believe three different like days slash time we could show up to do it. The movie came out on May 5th. The day I attended the movie was May 3rd. So I got to see it two whole days before everyone else. Awesome. Um, yeah, it was really cool. And, um, essentially, um, there was a little flyer in the, in one of our break rooms with a QR code and I scanned it and I signed up because I said, this sounds amazing. Um, absolutely. And I, it happened at, you know, Disney Springs, which is a, a whole other thing. Um, that's what used to be downtown Disney. I don't know if anyone knows about that. But there's an AMC in Disney Springs, and that okay. is where it was being held. Um, and so, essentially, you showed up. You made sure you had your confirmation email and your work ID. 
and that was it. They didn't give tons of information um, as to like what it was going to entail. They just said it was an early showing. So, and I said, great, and uh, showed up with very little information. And they ushered us to the back of the building <laughs> and we all hopped in line. And then um, you essentially scanned in and they gave you this lanyard that said, you know, Epcot, like early showing, like it was really oh, cool, really official. Cool. They also gave us some um, Zarg nuts that are like eaten in the movie by Drax. Yeah. Um, uh, however, they're just, they were peanuts is what they, they gave us, but it was really cool. It was branded. Um, that way like i'll put a picture yeah like it it looked like what drax has in the movie which was really really cool once we you know watched the movie i was looking for it because you had told me about that before the movie and we went to go see the movie it's the package is almost identical because it's at the very beginning of the movie and it's Mm -hmm. you know when mantis said maybe i wanted a nut and he goes they're all gone and then he takes the last one he puts it in right. his mouth. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and um I didn't realize it was going to be in the movie. I thought it was a so nod cool. to the ride because in the ah. like pre-show part of the ride, the guardians are talking to you sort of and he is eating them also in that. Oh. So I thought it was okay. a nod to that um until I, you know, That's got awesome. in and saw the movie. And essentially what they did was they rented well not rented and they own it because disney owns the theater of course but they um reserved multiple theaters in the amc for us and so they had i believe it was uh, over a thousand cast members i think around two thousand cast members for each date that could sign up and they split us up between multiple theaters um and it was all paid for like the movie wise like we didn't have to pay for our movie ticket we just if we wanted snacks we could pay for um those and they ushered us you know through there and to our specific theater whenever you got your lanyard on the back it said what theater you were supposed to go to very efficient you went to your theater um and then you waited for the movie to start and sort of they had a really cool thing where they showed us um four unseen previews of upcoming disney movies which was really cool i believe we saw an unseen preview for the new little mermaid movie um Mm -hmm. the upcoming indiana jones movie um elemental which is a the a new like cartoon um movie coming up and then the haunted mansion which i personally was very excited about um, that preview because it was like the first preview they um had made for that movie and so it was really cool to get to see like some unseen things like that that's cool and then we got to watch the movie early um i personally ran into the issue of i was trying to look up a reviews on it but b if there was how many in credit scenes there was because that's yeah. just how and i know one had seen it i like to check <laughs> but i forgot that no one else had seen the movie so and there was nothing <laughs> on the internet and i was yeah. like oh yeah um that's so that was cool. kind of funny so but did you like really the movie cool. what, what was your overall thoughts give us a real quick rundown of what did you think of volume three guardians of the galaxy yeah so while i do work for disney for a while now i have not necessarily been the most excited about you know recent marvel films they just haven't gotten me as excited as some other films i'd agree i always enjoy them post infinity war things honestly the most exciting thing the most exciting thing post infinity war in my opinion has been in the television space with loki was good i think Um, the tv shows and then also wanda i did like no way home like that Mm -hmm. But that was good. That um, was good. This has probably been one of my favorites post Infinity War. This movie, and now I wouldn't. I didn't. I like. I I had good expectations, but I I just didn't have crazy high expectations, and I think it just overall exceeded yeah. a lot of that. Um, just movie. because of the comedy the heart of it i think that the the story that was being told was just so much more heartfelt than i was expecting. Um, yeah. and so. It definitely surprised me in a lot of ways. And I was in this theater with only other Epcot cast members. And most people were just bawling. Like there was a poor woman physically shaking in front of me. She was crying so hard. Like it was. There's some gut wrenching. Oh, man. Yeah. There's some deep messages in there. Yeah. And it's multiple spots where what I appreciated about it was the pacing. They they would get sad and then funny, then sad, then funny. And like Mm -hmm. the pacing was perfect. Talk about going out on a bang. I will say, I don't want to admit it. It does make me excited about what James Gunn's going to do with DC. Mm-hmm. If he can do that after, because volume one and two are just impeccable. They're good. Very good. But yeah. to top it, I mean, like, yeah. wow. 
Like I was I impressed. The music was great. Oh, it was, music was it, great. And that's Acting the thing. Was great. Everyone is wondering if we're gonna. So the whole idea of Cosmic Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind the the ride is that it it in sort of each time you write it. It's, it has a different song that plays that was That's on so the cool. soundtrack. And it's sort That's of, awesome. um, cool. you're writing along to it. Super mm-hmm. fast pace, a little bit more intense. It's super cool. But the whole idea is that there there's a certain amount of songs you can get. I, I don't know how many exactly. But every time you ride, it cycles through a different one. And it almost changes the ride experience, a lot of That's people so say. Cool. Um, yeah. And so people are wondering if some of the songs from Volume 3 are going to start to be incorporated in the ride. I highly doubt it, um, just because that means they would have to change the ride a little, and I don't know if it's been sure. out long enough to do that. Yeah. However, in the future, they may end up incorporating some of those songs because all the ones that are on the ride now were used either in Volume One or Two, I believe. Yeah, that's so. That's it's really, it's cool. really cool that it like centers around music. It is, and when I played the video game, uh, it also the music in it is just impeccable. That's like one common staple. So I'm really glad they incorporated that into the ride. But yeah, the the movie was awesome. Doug, what did you like the movie? I know I asked Lee. You and I hadn't talked about it since we haven't. Yeah, I knew we were going to talk about it tonight. I thought it was really good. I mean, the classic that brought me back was the music. Like we said, Uh, the first one, the second one, they're my lists on Spotify, volume one, volume two, now volume three, I'm going to have to add that. (laughs) And then James Gunn, again, I think he did an amazing job telling the story, kind of giving us a roller coaster of emotions, high and low. So it was really good. Yep. I love that they developed, uh, characters that he hadn't done. I like that he focused on characters that have kind of in the background nebula. Yeah. She was a staple in the others, but by goodness, she like really stepped up in this yeah. one they spent a lot of time on her so I, I really i thought it was great so yeah you, you bring her up one of the funniest parts in the movie and spoiler alert but uh <laughs> they look at each other star lord and nebula and he's <laughs> compliments her on, on her eyes my father was torturing me he was he picked a really yeah. nice shade of black <laughs> it was, yeah it was just so. the, the comedy and the the you know, the sadness really in the movie, movie is, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. So we're, we're going to bring it around home here, Doug. So I'm going to let you get our second to last question. And then I'll, I'll tackle our last one here for Leah. Cause she's been very gracious with her time. Yeah. Uh, now I have uh, some question from my wife, Ashley. Uh, she said, what is your favorite Disney princess? If you are into princesses, that's how it was worded to me. <laughs> it's a good condition. <laughs> yeah, You may not like um, it. <laughs> that's true. Not everyone does. Um, I personally, my favorite just sort of changed over time. Growing up, it was always Sleeping Beauty, Aurora. Um, cool. However, yeah. as I've gotten older, it definitely has become more Belle just because I identify with her book loving nature because I'm a bit of a book nerd. Um, But then also I've really loved some of the, the newer age princesses like um, Tiana and Rapunzel. I think they're really cool. And they've also started to give them some really cool spaces um, within a lot of the parks, even in everything um, and tried to integrate them a little bit more. Um, And so I, I think those are really cool. I also, I mean, Disney wise, there's so many cool characters that, um, we just get to see and stuff a lot of the time and that I even like would like them to have like bring into the park and everything. I don't think they ever will, but um, yeah. So th- there's a lot of cool ones. It's a hard question, but yeah. those are, that's probably no. my, my go-to answers. That's a good question. Honestly. Good job, Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> Contributing, stepping up. <laughs> All righty. Uh, Keith, you want to close this out with the last yeah, question? I think I know this one, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it. What's your favorite superhero? Who is your all-time favorite superhero? Oh, good question. Well, here's the thing. Oh, she always has conditions. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> if we're talking about Marvel, it's going to be different. Because yeah. typically then, my go-to answer split it up. is Split DC. it up by property. Like then, typically... Then... Give a Marvel answer, then give a DC answer. Okay. Because typically my go-to is DC. So if it, we're talking about Marvel, it's definitely um, Wolverine and uh, Captain America. Those are my two That's favorites sure. yeah. for Marvel. Solid. Definitely. I really like them. Specifically, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. I must He's amazing. Say that. He's coming back for Deadpool too. I am so excited. <laughs> so so that's definitely for Marvel. And now there's a lot of great ones, but those are probably my sure. go-to favorites. Okay. Um, and then 
but my like all-time favorite superhero is probably the flash for dc like i i just i love the flash and supergirl those are those are always my go-to answers i and i they're not disney affiliated though so i guess they're not not you know that's okay disney employee answer but (laughs) i accept that that's good don't get her started on harry potter oh my goodness oh no Awesome. Well, we'd be on Leah, here for a few more hours. We would be. We but especially if I get her talking about the the upcoming Flash movie. <laughs> so, uh oh, I know, Uh-oh. I know. Hot so take. many, so many Hot thoughts. <laughs> I know. Maybe we can have you back on to talk about that. Yeah, Leah, sweetheart, it's awesome to see you. Thank you from both Doug and I for being on the show. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Thank you guys for having me. It was fun to just talk about Disney for a while. It's so cool. It's the behind the scenes stuff that nobody gets to hear about and get, you know, you're having an awesome, cool experience there. And so, uh, yeah, thank you so much for your time. And um, we really, really appreciate it. Doug, any closing thoughts for Leah? Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing this. Like I said, uh, I have not visited. I've always wanted to. You've kind of answered a lot of questions that take that away and like, yep, I got to go here. I got to check this out. <laughs> Doug's going to be booking a trip now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I I will say it's almost better as an adult than like whenever you're a kid. I, I keep thinking that. I, wanna, I think you get I to get enjoy it a little bit more. But yeah. so I, I haven't been in many years. Yeah. I, I heard. If there's certain, like if you do ever book a trip and there's certain things you're looking for, I can point you in the right direction. <laughs> I've go. got an expert on the inside you do. now. You do. <laughs> I don't know what expert, but <laughs> oh, okay, okay. More expert than than what? There's people that get paid to yeah. plan each other's Jeez. like other people's Disney trips. Wow, it's, it's a career intense. Path. Yeah, awesome. Well, we're gonna let you go. I know it's late. Thank you very much, Leah. Love you very much. Thank you. We guys. will talk to yep. everybody very soon. That Thank rounds you. out our end of our episode. Check out our website, our merch store. Don't forget, tell your friends, and thank you for joining us. And we will talk to you all very, very soon. Take care. Yep. See you all. Thank you.